All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's do this, Edmonton and area. Jason Strudwick in here. The Jason Greger Show is off and running today. Hope you're having a great Friday. What a day outside. Man, snow is melting. Feels like April. So only a second of February. We got a jam-packed show for you today, and I'm fired right up. Day two. I wasn't sure as I was driving away from West Edmonton Mall if I'd be getting... The tap for day two, but Connor Halley in his infinite wisdom said, Struddy, you're the man. We can find nobody else. <laughs> you're in. <laughs> Almost identically to how it went down. Uh, yeah, Struddy, glad to have you back for another day, keeping us going here. Smooth operating machine. Those watching on YouTube are seeing your screen move a little bit here. Sorry. Looks good now, though. Looks tight. Looks really tight. So we uh, have got a very jam-packed show. We're packing five hours into uh, four hours today. That's what we're bringing you here on The Gregor Show. Gregor Show is presented by PlayAlberta.ca. You're good. You could win big with the same game day parlay at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up today with code SPORTS5 or SPORTS50. Get a $50 free bet. It's going to be a fun one. Going to be a fun one. A lot of good friends of mine coming on here today. Well, some... Not everyone, but most of them are good friends. Let's get to lineup. Coming up at 2.20 to break down the BCHL and the move of five Alberta teams over to make a Super League, Chris Hebb, Chief Executive Officer. Chris has an interesting career path. He was the Senior Vice President of Content and Communications for Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment in Toronto. Done a lot of broadcasting work between the Leafs and the Raptors and Major League Soccer there, the Marlies. But he also was a member of the varsity basketball team at the University of Victoria. Talk about playing above the rim, Connor. So he'll join us, the Heber. Chris Heber will join us to talk about the big move. And Cam Tate, we have an on-again, off-again relationship, he and I, kind of like sugar. Did he rip you ever as a uh, player? I, I, I'm sure he did. I, I, he, <laughs> that guy, he's one, of the, he's one of the most entertaining guys. If you ever get a chance to see him, Say hello. Um, and he interviewed my dad a long time ago um, when I was, you know, just breaking to the NHL. And every time I see him, he always asks me how my dad's doing. Every, he's, so, he's such a nice gentleman to my dad. Not nice to me. So when I see him, I give it to him. But Cam Tate, Tate's eight, be just around 240. Andrew Peard, soon to be Oil King, former Oil King power play, power play, play-by-play man. He'll be joining us at 245. Talk about his new career and maybe where the Oil Kings are right now. Then Lorianne Munzer, gold medalist. It's the first time I get to interact with Lori. I'm really excited to have a chance to talk to her, pick her brain a little bit about 
the mental side of sport. You know, I had my own techniques and we could debate whether they worked or not. I think for the most part, they were successful. Uh, but for the Oilers, you're on a 16 game heater. Now you have 10 days off where you're probably, you know, some of the guys at the all-star game, others are, maybe they went home. Others are, you know, wherever they're at Vegas or the beach somewhere, whatever, you know, how do you get your mind set and straight heading back to try to break or tie the record at 17 straight? Then Mr. Alan Mitchell, local legend in his own mind, will join us at 320. We'll talk about Monaghan being traded, and I'll give you my own two cents later. Wanye Gretz will join us. I don't know how I feel about this one. Wanye, big guy at Oilers Nation, talks a big game. I've texted him numerous times. You know how many times he's texted me back, Connor? Never. None. I've heard he has three phones. And I, I think he's changed his number, so I will confront <laughs> him today and ask him, are you too cool to answer my text? I'm a pretty fun guy. A lot of people enjoy my company. Not everyone. Maybe Wanya is the one that doesn't. Craig Button, can't wait to get into this. Craig, he's always got an opinion. Um, who's the next big domino to, to, to fall? We've seen two centers now traded. Two good centers. So Craig will get into that with us. Five questions around 440. Mark Spector. Five o'clock, Sam Rosen, former Rangers player, or, uh, play by play man, just a great guy. Former, he used to call my games, does football. He still does the football, eh, Connor? I think he does. And he's a great guy. And then, um, Wanye's world. What's Wanye's world? Is that a, kind of a copycat of Strad's on? Some might say that, except we do giveaways. Oh. Someone wins, uh, four free meals at Oodle Noodle. Oh, really? So it, it has something that, Strud's on never had free stuff free stuff other than just great advice <laughs> wow well i'm looking forward to Strud's on today oh the i Strud's think on. it's going to fire some people up. when are we doing Strud's on 340 anyway. after Three. the ski report okay sorry i should have included that and it's going to be this is going to be an intersection of all kinds of worlds it's kind of like that scene at the end of the uh was it star trek where the guy has the four rings and he makes half the people die in the world no maybe he has a glove. Maybe it was a glove with rings on it. Are you thinking the, like Avengers? The Avengers? <laughs> the Unity Glove. Is Thanos? that what they call it? Thanos? Thanos. Thank you. That guy. He has the, the mitt. Is it yeah. a mitt or a glove? No. A, a bunch of rings. It's a, it's a perspective type thing, I believe. Someone texts us back at 10 to, uh, it's 1-833-401-1440. Was it a mitt or a glove? Or maybe it was just separate rings. But anyways... That was like when all the worlds collided, and that's what I'm bringing to Strad's on at 340. Thanos and his, his glove mitt. You're comparing Strad's on to the Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Is that a glove or a mitt? No one's sure. It's no a one's, gauntlet. Well, what, okay, well, I think I just lost it there. <laughs> lost a little bit of credibility, guys. <laughs> Off to a good start here. So the Infinity Gauntlet is when we're going to be talking about 340. So we'll, we'll figure that out then. Um, it's a stout glove with a loose wrist. That's what a gauntlet is? That's what means? a gauntlet is, yeah. Oh, then it was a glove. I was right. You were. The mitt was wrong. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sorry to all the Star Trek people out there. That was offensive <laughs> <laughs> to, to you people, knowing they're mixing the two, two together. I'm sure Laurie Ann Munzer would have understood what I was trying to say. Okay, so let's get to the de- the, the news of the day. Where's the biggest news? I, you know what? I think the biggest news is the NHL going back to the Olympics. Uh, Sir Gary Bettman today said that uh, 2026, 2030, they will get the Olympics going for NHL players. And I, this is long overdue. I think, I, I, I'm going to be honest, I think it's neat. I prefer to watch the Stanley Cup, but it doesn't mean I won't watch the Olympics. Like, I'm not, I'm a big, I really like the Olympics. So it's exciting. I think it's exciting for a bunch of new players who never played in the Olympics. Looking at you, Connor McDavid, right? Leon Dreisaitl, Austin Matthews, all these young studs. Somewhere someone's saying, what about Mitch Marner? Yeah, Mitchell as well. Mitchell Mariner, let's get him in that, in that pot. Yeah, they're, they're all, they're all pretty excited. And I, I think it's, it's going to be a new generation, a lot of excitement. I think 2026 is in Italy and 2030, it's TBD. That means to be determined for you guys that don't know that. So that's pretty pretty big news. So exciting for exciting for the fans, exciting for the players, and we're only a couple short years away from from seeing the best on best. 
I wonder if the Russians will be in there. That might not happen. We'll see what happens. Down in L.A., Todd McCullen gets the Kings off to a good start. They're rolling. Everyone's excited. This team is st- – and I, I was a big fan of this team. I should say I believe they could finish ahead of the Oilers. Everything was going good. They reward him, I believe, if I remember correctly, with a, an extension. Todd, we love you, man. You're doing a great job. Then they go on, and I think they only win two in regulation in their last 16 or 17 games. Well, today, Todd is going to permanently on all-star break. He's not coming back. This old dog got dropped like it's hot. Rob Blake said it was the hardest thing he's had to do, and I agree. I think that'd be really hard. That team has played so well for a long stretch of the year, and then they absolutely cratered, and that's the only way you could describe it. When you think about the Oilers' start, it was probably worse than the Oilers' start how far they've cratered. And today, instead of trading away half the team, like I'm sure Rob Blake would have liked to have done at some points, he's out. He being the coach, Todd McClellan. Nice guy. And I do feel bad. But luckily, he got the golden parachute of an extra year. Who benefits most from this? I'm looking at you, Pierre Luc Dubois. 48 games played. 10 goals. 10 assists. And all for the good deal of $8.5 million a year. Whoa. He's trying to beat Huberto down in Calgary. See if we can have the worst contract this year. Because that is, that is some hard love right there when you look at that, that contract. And it's going for a long time. Huberto has 26 points. And... Pierre-Luc Dubois has 20 points. Huberto makes a ton of money. He's at $10.5 million. And Pierre-Luc Dubois is at eight point five. So you could argue, you could make the case that Huberto's is, is worse because he's just a, more. And he's 30 years old. It's hard to believe that Pierre-Luc Dubois is only 25 years old. Just a babe. Not in the sense of good looking. Although I think I've, I, I've never really looked at him, Connor. Is he a good-looking guy? I've never really taken a look. But anyways, I, he's... He, he could walk past me in the streets, Charlie. I would have no idea who he is. Yeah, I'm probably with you as On well. On your scale, I don't know. He's yeah, okay. He, yeah, they, they've, got, they've got quite a bit going on over there right now, those two players. So anyways, so the Kings, they're now without a coach, and Jim Heller, their assistant, jumps in there. And uh, this team is better than they've shown. There's, there's no doubt in my mind they're better than they've shown. At some point, they'll get back Victor Arvidsson, which would help. The goaltending, which people were touting as a stroke of genius to go cheap on the goalies, their goalies don't add up to $1.9 million. They're starting to just show a few signs here of age for Cam and, and Big Save Dave, great name. But he's also showing a bit of, bit of wear and tear on that. So they try to find their way out. The good thing, could, the break couldn't have been better for the Kings. Could not have been better for them. They needed this break. And uh, now they come back and they hopefully try to find a few wins. But they're, they're much better than they played recently. Much, much better. And then Sean Monaghan, this was a player that I identified for the Oilers to trade for. Just under $2 million cap hit. Having a really good year. And after the trade of Lindholm, you kind of thought things might pick up. They picked up so much, guess what? Bang. This guy is now traded to the Winnipeg Jets today for a first rounder, a conditional fourth. Could become a third. I love everything about Sean Monaghan, but there's one thing I'm concerned about. That's his speed. His speed, Connor. I worry about his speed as a player. When I look down that, that, that centered uh, position for the Winnipeg Jets... You have uh, Shifley, who I actually thought was going to go sign somewhere else. But he surprised, I think, a lot of people and returned to the Jets on a big ticket. So he's back in the fold there. Their next center would probably be Sean Monaghan. So Shifley's a fast skater. Not blazing fast, but he's pretty fast. Sean Monaghan is now their second line center, I'm guessing. Not 
I would say at best average speed. That's at the best. And then Adam Lowry, big, mean, everything you want a third line center. Again, not a speedster. And this isn't, I'm not trying to be critical of them, but down the middle, they don't have a ton of speed. On the wings, they're pretty fast. You look at Perfetti or Ehlers, that's probably who Monahan starts with. Nina Ryder's pretty fast. Mason Hobson can get around pretty well. Kyle Connor, I think we know what he does. But I wonder if the speed in the middle, if that was the right addition for them, bringing in Sean Monahan, who doesn't necessarily have the wheels. That he, I don't know if he was ever a speedster, but with the injuries he had. So he's off to there. And on the flip side, how about the Canadians? They'd get two first-rounders for having Monaghan in their organization. They got a first-rounder for accepting that contract. It was at the time, it was almost $7 million they took him on. And then to get rid, to trade him, they get another first-rounder. So they got two first-rounders out of this deal. That's a pretty nice little piece of uh, work by Kent Hughes. I believe the people in the know call it the asset management. They've done a really nice job. Two first-rounders for one player, and he's also a pretty good vet to have around at the time. I think some people are hoping maybe they'd re-sign him, but I'm telling you, you get a, you get a first rounder for him. I think you move it out. He's getting older; his wheels aren't going to be any faster. Signing him to a long-term deal would be a mistake, or would have been a mistake, I should say. There many trades left uh, later on, Connor. Is this it? Are we? That's the two big trades. You have to wait till March fifth now. I don't know. I wonder, Struddy. I mean, is there is there a little more motivation to go out there and get your guy now because? You don't want to wait for another team to jump in. We're, we're seeing first-round picks being swapped. I mean, that might yeah. be the best asset in return for a star player. And before you know it, they might all be uh, moved already. So I, I think this might kind of give other GMs the nudge to start trying to make some moves and make it happen and just very quickly. Uh, Jaden on YouTube, happy birthday. Oh, nice. It's his birthday? Yeah, on the old YouTube chat. Oh, how old is he? Is he uh, hasn't said, but uh, shout-out to JT, Gonzo, Jax, we got Lance, lots of people down in the YouTube chat saying hello to you as well. well. And likewise, greetings and hello. So I wore the same thing two days in a row. I wasn't really thinking about it. <laughs> we are here live in the Ewell studio. Ewell gives you more than premium quality electrical products. Are you ready to elevate your projects? Contact Ewell to discuss how they can partner with you for success. E-W-E-L dot C-A. All right, Connor, I think we got this thing all set up. We got it launched. We launched this baby. Smash the champagne baller and she's set sail. Let's uh, pause. When we come back, we're talking with Chris Hebbs about the BCHL and their, their acqui- I don't know if it's acquisition of the five. I guess that wouldn't be right, but the welcoming with open arms of five HHL teams. Send your text here at one 401 1440 I'll try to get your questions in. Jason Strudwick on The Gregor Show on Sports 1440. Welcome back to the Jason Gregor Show. My name is Jason Strudwick. Thanks for tuning in to The Gregor Show. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live on Sports 1440 and Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook. Jam-packed show today. Jam-packed show. But big news yesterday is five AJHL teams are joining the BCHL. And that brings us to our big guest of the day, brought to you by Silent Rides Charter Company. Silent Rides is one of Alberta's premier bus charter companies. With state-of-the-art motor coaches safely taking your team or group to the next destination, visit SilentRides.ca for more information. And now from the BCHL, I'd like to welcome Chris Hebb, the Chief Executive Officer of the League. Chief, uh, Chris, thanks for joining us today. I'm guessing that yesterday was a pretty busy day and all this time. Maybe take us through what, what led to the, I'm not sure if the absorption or joining of the Alberta teams to the BCHL yesterday. Well, I think it probably goes back to uh, us, us leaving Hockey Canada before the, the season started this year. Uh, Jason, we, we had a... Uh, long conversation with Hockey Canada about trying to modernize uh, junior hockey across the country. Um, and, and it really didn't get us anywhere. We, we, uh, we, we tried desperately to see if we could have some sort of organized uh, debate, at least, that uh, would take Junior A to the next level. Because college tracking hockey, as you know, has gone from well, back when you played, probably maybe 10% of the NHL, and now it's nearly 33% of the NHL. So we felt that we needed to have another look at the path that college hockey is in Canada and uh, and couldn't get there. So 
We left Hockey Canada and uh, and conducted business as an independent league. And uh, I think what happened is the AJ teams that uh, saw what we were doing liked what they saw and uh, contacted us, and then the rest is history. So when that conversation comes up, is it, is it pretty easy to just you know bring five teams into the league? I know there'll be a bit of a modified schedule than it sounds like in Alberta and a BC playoffs. But ultimately, will it be a, a mixed league of, 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 of interplay, or they'll be expecting uh, more of an Alberta and a BC division? Well, first of all, we didn't want this to be the case. Um, you know, when uh, we came to terms, uh, we announced, and uh, the Alberta Junior Hockey League canceled the games of all five of these teams. So we were in a situation where we had to react and, uh, and get these kids back on the ice, and that was job one. So the the way we got together on it was that the Alberta teams would uh, play amongst each other and uh, and get a season for these kids, get a playoff, uh, and then at the end of it, the BCHL will have done its playoffs, and then we have the champions meet. And it's not for a for a cup or anything like that. We're not trying to replicate the Doyle Cup. We just right. think our fans would love to see it. Would you expect more teams to to join your uh, the, the BCHL uh, for, for the start of next year, other than the five already joined? Well, we're not reaching out to anybody. We never have. Uh, what may happen is teams may contact us, but we have no plans for additional teams at, at this time. Uh, joined by Chris Hebb, the Chief, Chief Executive Officer of the BCHL, talking about the five Alberta teams that are now part of their league and will be... Uh, integrated next year uh, I'll, i'm gonna sound probably come off a little bit like don cherry but i looked over the the um some of the uh the rosters of the, the various teams in in the bchl and i would say i'm concerned as a you know former canadian hockey player when i look at those rosters there's not a ton of bc content and or western canadian content i'm seeing players from uh california from massachusetts from new york uh, a lot of i know uh, quebec and ontario so how is that type of a, a plan to have um i think it's a minimum of five bc players on those teams how does that help a local player a bc player and i guess now an alberta player grow their game in what could be dubbed one of the stronger leagues uh, junior leagues in western canada yeah, so the five-player BC minimum, we had that before we left Hockey Canada okay. because we wanted that uh, that BC content to be there. And we haven't uh, got our regulations for what's going to happen in Alberta, but I, I, I hope personally that we head in the same direction. The, the thing is that what this is is a league that is a step up. And, and Jason, I mean, uh, you grew up in hockey. The way you get better is you play against better players. And that's what this league is. It's really good players because they're coming from more than just the province. And I, I get that, you know, we'd love to have uh, every roster spot held by a BC player, but that's not where we're heading as a league. We're trying to lift and um, make better the level of hockey that we have in the BCHL and adding these Alberta teams that have a very similar goal is one of the ways we're going to do that. So I hope that the Alberta kids get on the roster and have to work their butts off to get better because they're playing against great players. So before you left for uh, left uh, Hockey Canada, was the the five minimum BC was that uh, also inclusive? Of, did you have to have a minimum number of Canadian players on the team, or was it just five BC players? And after that, it could be whomever. Five BC players and uh, half of our roster uh, was to be Canadian. And uh, the, the way we look at it is that uh, we're not saying that um, we're, we're going to give away roster spots to anybody. Uh, if you're a good player and you're coming from somewhere in, in Canada and you can make this team, whichever team it is, then more power to you. And it feels to me like there's... Uh, there's a, a feeling like, you know, we we have to be wholly Canadian in order to have uh, junior A hockey. And there might be some programs that believe that. We're not one of them. We, we honestly think that the best thing we can do to develop Canadian players is have them in, in an environment where they're playing against great kids every night. 
Uh, Chris Hebb joins us. Uh, Chief, uh, that's a tough one to say. Chief Executive Officer. Must be hard to say when you're at the top of the poll there. Uh, the BCHL. Chris, so you know, how do you identify the non-Canadian uh, residents or non-BC residents? Are there um, tryouts or showcases or how do your, your teams or individual teams, coaches and GMs kind of identify these players? Well, now you're getting into the kind of stuff that our commissioner, Steve Cocker, can answer. Okay. Um, but, but at the end of the day, um, what, we're, what we do is we do have camps, and, and people are recruited for these camps. A lot of times what happens, Jason, because we have so many college commitments, is the NCAA coaches will actually recommend to some players that they've already committed that, that hey, you should go to the BCHL okay. because we see that as a great development option for you. And they'll now be doing that with, uh, with the Alberta teams as well. But at the end of the day, um, it's going to be a competitive league, and it's going to have great players in it. And we hope as many homegrown players as possible can be in this league. And, and uh, they're going to learn you know, the, the, the level of hockey that they're going to next, which we think is college because – uh, currently, you know, nearly half of our players in the BCHL have college commitments. And to us, that's our goal, is to get these kids to college, get them an education, use their hockey skills to pay for it. And then if, you know, 1% of them get to the NHL, which is probably a high number, but we're, we're proud of them. But we're more proud to get these kids to college have a great college experience, play hockey. And, you know, if they end up with another job or they meet somebody in the dorm whose dad has a law firm and they become lawyers, at the end of the day, the college path is a very, very valuable one. And I think we've undervalued it in Canada. Chris, I appreciate the insight. Uh, it would be interesting to see how this all plays out. Uh, there's definitely a, a shift, not just at that level or that age group, but, you know, all the way down to... Uh, it seems like five-year-old hockey. The, the landscape is shifting. So uh, I appreciate you giving the insight to our listeners about uh, where things stand with the BCHL and the, the new Alberta teams. Uh, good luck. Okay, Jason. Take care. Great stuff. Chris Hebb, Chief Executive Officer of the BCHL. Yeah, you know what? It's, things are changing. And you know, I, I have a 12-year-old, two 12-year-olds actually, one plays hockey. And, you know, since they've arrived... Uh, arrived, I guess we could also say born. We're born. <laughs> Use English words. Um, there, there's been a ton of change. Um, more new leagues. Um, you know, the half ice hockey that I'm a big advocate of for, for young players. Um, you know, the BC HL changing, you know, multiple leagues now. As you get into uh, U15 and U18, so it's 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 you know I, I I'm in in it, I I'm I'm part of it. I I run camps, teach kids how to score in the shootout, probably as good as anyone, and I I'm in and I, I even for me it's you're like okay, there's a lot of changes going on, a lot of things are adapting, and uh, you know change seems. I don't think we're done with the change. I don't know. Don't ask me what's next. Don't text me and tell me well what's happening. I. I just think that there'll be more change coming down the line here, Connor, um, in, in, uh, in, in hockey, not just in Alberta, <laughs> hockey in general. I mean, Stratty, I don't know how it was for when you were a kid, but I don't ever remember practices before school. And then talking to right. you and Gregor, it's like, oh, yeah, we're on the ice this morning yeah. at 7 o'clock. Like, things are changing. Things are evolving. You're finding ways to adapt, trying to get more ice time, things like that. Now we're seeing new leagues pop up. I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's for the best. I mean, there's obviously some concerns with, you know, what's going on here, but it's always evolving. And I, I mean, I wonder, because you and I were talking about this before the show, what is the purpose of, you know, what B, the BCHL is doing? Is it profits? Is, is it a business where you're trying to create more? Are you trying to go head to head with the USHL and things like that? Uh, I don't know. It, it's It's changing times, but very interesting. Yeah, you know, and I, I pushed him a little bit on the on the five BC players, and I, you know, the 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 NHL player that I once was, elite, obviously, was is understands the idea of the best on best. I I do truly understand that. Then there's the other part of me where I was a late bloomer, you know, when I was in uh, high school, I was playing 
for the KCs, and there's nothing wrong with playing for the KCs. We, at that time, we weren't very strong, and you know, if someone written me off in grade 12, I wouldn't have had the career I did. I wouldn't be here right now. I'd, I'd probably be an accountant, which is also a great job. But you know, so how if I if I didn't get a chance, and then to move on to junior after that, and you know, and if there's no opportunity for a Canadian player, like I just, I, I, so maybe I'm a little bit naive, I guess, but I've played at the top, you know, level, wasn't the best player, but I played there and I just, you know, there is a room for the late bloomer. Um, and I guess that's, I'm a little bit biased in that Connor for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, but I guess if, if you go back to look at yourself, had the Kelowna Rockets never come calling, what would have been your route? Would it have been the AJ? And if you're a kid right now, I mean, the AJ is still going to be that opportunity and still go play collegiately after. Maybe it is the, the slow, or not the slow, but like, you know, the guys who take a little bit longer to develop, maybe like yourself. Right. Uh, look at Derek Ryan, right? The route that he took to get to the NHL. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I always feel like if you're good enough, you're going to find your way there. And eyes will see you, especially sure. in this age like of social media. But, but yeah, I mean... I think with all that's going on, the way things are changing, you, you do have to have these questions and kind of, especially when you have a chance to talk to someone like Chris, who's there, like he's yeah. behind the scenes. They talk about these sorts of things. You definitely have to kind of push them a little bit and get the answers. Uh, my gut tells me that the, the, the number of players that are Canadian is light. I, I just, my guy just, I have a hard time. Have a hard time with that. I, I just feel it's a little bit. It's it's light, and um, you know, here's an interesting text again from the text line. If the committed kids go there, where do kids go to play if they're not committed? Right. So that's committed to 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 a league. So you, are you taking kids that are already good, or are you taking the kids that are trying to get better and or you're hoping to develop? You know, and that's that's getting pretty. I think to use the word minutia, we're getting pretty deep into it, but I always felt that the AJHL, the BCHL was a good place to develop as a player than to be seen and found and brought out to the next level, which is college or major junior or whatever, or CIA, what do they call now? U sports? U sports, thanks. So any of those places. And if, if you're, you're taking, you know, most of the kids are already committed. You know, where, where, where are they going? So where does a young BC player go if he does, he, he can't make the Western League. And there's no spots in the BCHL. What, where is his, where is his place in the world? And I think that's where I'm kind of, that's where I'm, I, I, I just don't really, like, let's just look at the five Canadian teams. Just to make the math easy, let's say there's 20 players on each team and there's a hundred kids. So there's a hundred, Players, and I, I, let's assume they're not all Canadian. Let's say there's, I didn't look at, I'm going to say 70%. So there's 70 Canadian players on those teams. But now you're going to cut that down and you can get down to five Alberta kids. So now you go from 70 to 30, so 70 to 25. That's a major drop. That's a significant drop off um, of Canadian players. Alberta, that's specific Alberta. So that, that would be my concern. And I don't, you know, shoot me a text at 1 1440 if uh, you think I'm on or, uh, not imagine if it led to you know kids who are maybe fringe uh, at the aj level going and playing in europe now pulling the austin matthews yeah they not went, to that high level but could could that like, yeah. could european squad yeah. recruit canadians now i i suppose you could i mean i don't know if it would benefit yeah. you that much or I, what it would be but yeah i mean i i've, I've said i wish at one of my years in the minors i would have spent in europe just of working on my skill mm-hmm you know, after that first year, I kind of figured out how to fight. So the second year might have been the year for me to say, we're going to loan you to a team in Sweden and you're going to practice three times a day and, you know, really work on your skills. I think that would have benefited me a lot. I've never seen that happen or never heard of it happening. Yeah. Um, but it, I felt kind of goofy even saying it, but no, I, I and I hear <laughs> you. I, I'm not familiar. There may, there, if anyone knows of anyone, please let me know. I don't, I'm not aware of anyone who went as a minor player over to Europe. Uh, but I, I'd understand it. I, I would get it. It's a long ways to, long ways to go. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be interested. I, I, I as again, I, I'm not saying this is good or bad. 
I I am concerned with the number of spots for BC players in this, and now Alberta players. And maybe I'm a little bit grumpy because I was cut from the short part Crusaders in grade 12. Just dropped like a bad habit, Connor. I'm very grumpy about that. But we remember I went a few years ago and I dropped the first puck. I think that he, I don't want to undo the healing that was happening there. But uh, did they give you an advice on the way out? Strider, you got to you got to get tougher, man. Uh, I knew I knew I wasn't good enough. I mean, I was, but then the next year I was good enough. I got drafted in the third round, won a Memorial Cup. So it changes quick, right? <laughs> it does. It does change quickly. A lot of texts coming in here at one uh, eight three three four one fourteen forty. So we'll get we'll get to the, some of those uh, and more. But it's an interesting conversation. But now we're going to pause because when we come back, Andrew Peard, Andrew Peard, Oil Kings, for, soon to be Oil Kings, former play by play man. He's got a new career. We'll talk about the Oil Kings, talk about what he's going to be doing or will be doing, and maybe get his thoughts on the state of hockey. You're listening to the Jason Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, uh, live on Sports 1440 and Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook. To the Jason Gregor Show. Hope you're doing well tonight. Today, this afternoon, I'm Jason Strudwick. If you want to send me a text, one 1440 Lots going on here. Lots of texts coming in. I love it. We'll get into a little bit more of that discussion of the uh, BCHL. It's been a pretty, I don't think it's hot button, but I mean, it's, it's just changed, right? The, the landscape's shifting, and I think everyone's trying to figure out where it's going. And I don't think this cruise is done. But let's get to our next feature. My old buddy Cam Tate. And yes, I'll say hi to my dad for you, Cam. Here's Tate's eight. Well, 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 Jason Strudwick, former speechwriter to Donald Trump. Good to be on the big program with you, Brian. From Voxbox here reading, and let's all say together, the bingo jackpot extranaganza tats eight ideas. Thoughts. What the Sam hell is going on? You kid me and other solar system shattering sports radio written by Strudwick's Wee defense partner, Cam Tate. Here we go. Tate's eight in number eight. New NHL event. What sports writer can drink? Eight cups of coffee, five pieces of large cheesy pizza, five donuts, three bags of popcorn, three large pretzels, seven chocolate chip cookies, 12 bottles of water, and this one is for you, Ken Holland. Five cups of tea in 18 minutes, the time between periods of a hockey game. Number seven from the right. Honorable Alan Mitchell, early today, love the idea of Cam Talbot coming back to Edmonton from the Los Angeles Kings. Brilliant call, low tide. Number six, Todd McClelland is out in L.A. Of course, people say Jay Woodcroft could replace McClelland. But how about this? The San Jose Sharks have 14 games this season. Enough said. Number five, I almost fell out of my buggy hearing the NHL is going back to the Olympics. They need a coach. Why not be ready? Chris Knobloch, line three, number four, welcome back home, Steve Hamilton. Tonight, when his Calgary hitmen bay take the Edmonton Oil Kings. Still haven't forgiven Hammy when, in 2011, he helped me on the team bus and said, Tate, we're going to have to start charging you by the pound. Number three, or does Todd McClellan return to the North Battleford North Stars? Where in the 1993-94 season, he had a 35-22 record. Number two, low tide. For Prime Minister number one, wonderful honoring. The Stanley Cup champions from 1967 last night during the All-Star deal. My team, as a kid, those Toronto Maple Leafs. Thank you, gentlemen, for making me a lifelong hockey fan. Pardon me. Have to go wake up Strudwick from his nap. Two-minute warning, Cam Tate Tate's... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Date, the Jason Show Sports, 1440. Cam, let's let's just get to something clear. I'll tell the jokes around here. You're you're not as funny as you think you are. How is he, he that funny? I don't think he's that funny. How did he know that about your past? He knows. I don't know this guy. He's an your he's, speech writing. Yeah, yeah, the speech <laughs> writing and like he's always he's he's just that's the guy though. He always chirps. So now when I when I see him, I always chirp him first. That's kind of my. I don't. That's my defense. What is it? A good offense or best defense is good offense. I think that's how I live my life. I just attack him. But anyways, that was uh, our good buddy, Cam Tate, brought to you by Action Electrical. Are you thinking of installing sol- solar on your home? Don't wait, as a 5600 government grant ends at the end of February. Go to actionelectrical.net, and they can help you. All right, up next is a man who's shifting careers. We've spent a lot of time together calling the world juniors one time. And I, I got to say, I, I don't think I had one more game in me, Connor. I carried this guy on my back. And uh, after 10 days, I was like, buddy, you're on your own. I can't. You got to figure it out. So let's welcome soon-to-be former Oil Kings play-by-play man, Andrew Peer, to show. Andrew, thanks for joining us, buddy. Hey, thanks for thanks for having me on, Struddy. And uh, I might need you to carry me through this interview as well. But, uh, <laughs> you know, as always, uh, pleasure to be joining you here. Uh, this afternoon. Yeah, so Andrew, it's I uh, just kidding, of course. You're excellent at what you you do. So maybe let let everybody know you're 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 shifting careers on us here, changing things up. Yeah, no, an opportunity came up to to move over to sort of the PR comms world uh, with the with the Oilers, and uh, it was something that uh, uh, you know I, I thought was uh, the the right next step for my career. But uh, obviously, tough to leave behind uh, the play by play and the broadcasting. But uh, we're leaving it in capable hands with Dave Dawson taking over as uh, the voice of the Oil Kings. So uh, really excited about uh, everything future-wise for, for the Oil Kings is very bright. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be an exciting new chapter uh, in my life. Yeah, I want to I talk about the Oil Kings in a second. But, you know, I think that if, you, when you, if you're drawn to media, you do it because you love it. You know, I don't mm-hmm. – it's, 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 it can be a difficult life. You know, you're traveling around on a bus or when you get up to hire, I guess you're on a plane. But – you know, this is obviously something you just love. Do you have any favorite memories or any moments that you loved as a as a member of the illustrious media gang? <laughs> well, you know what? Doing the World Juniors with you, Struds, was, was right <laughs> up there. And I, I know for a little bit, I, I think you and I even talked about it, like the round robin, where we kind of like, well, this really doesn't feel like a World Juniors, right? right. Like it was like the crowds weren't great. It was the middle of summer. But then we had the most wild finish in the gold medal game, yes. and it was... Uh, it was everything that you wanted out of a, a World Junior Gold Medal game, so that's certainly up there. And then obviously the Oil Kings winning the the championship in in 2022 and, and getting to go to do the the Memorial Cup out in St. John, New Brunswick, and then just the teddy bear tosses too. We get a full building here at Rogers Place and getting to broadcast games with uh, 18,500 fans uh, in attendance. That's that's something not a lot of people get to experience. So all those things are, are right at the top of my list as as far as memories go. And you probably didn't notice, or you did. You're too classy. But when we were calling those games, I don't know if you noticed. I didn't name one player from other team <laughs> in Canada. I'd just say, "What a great play by the Finnish defenseman!" I didn't want to get to butcher the name, and then you'd be like, "Oh, that was uh, whatever, Oliokinen." And uh, so, thank you for that for holding my hand through that 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 name challenge that I I have. Oh, it was a pleasure. You know what? It was a work of art, the fact that you were able to do it. And I don't think anyone ever would have noticed that you were so good. So it was, I was loving it, though. It's hilarious. Joined by Andrew Peard, uh, soon to be former Oil King play-by-play man. So, Andrew, you know, the team, the Oil Kings, that is, 
Um, obviously, transitioning. You know, there, there's the ups and downs of junior hockey. We see it. Everyone has it. The, there's a crest, and then there's obviously the other side of that crest. Um, you know, where, where are things at as far as some of the young players on the team and maybe young players that are coming to the team in the next number of, uh, I guess, next season or two? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of in an exciting time now for the Oil Kings. Uh, you know, I mentioned it, 2022, they win the championship. And um, obviously with a number of players graduating onto pro hockey and anyone that was still coming back to the team uh, sort of traded away to, to recoup some, some draft assets. Last year was a very lean season for the team, only winning 10 games. And then, you know, this year I, I think there was um, – uh, sort of a hunger that this team would be contending for a playoff spot. And I think, you know, if they can get on a nice little run here, they, they can certainly get themselves in the mix. But, you know, they had some injuries early on to some key guys. So that sort of put that goal uh, in the, the back seat a little bit. And um, But the nice thing about this team is right about Christmas time, they started to get healthy. They went out and they acquired a guy by the name of Grayson Sochin, a second-round pick to the Florida Panthers. And he's only 18 years old. And he's really sort of settled this lineup. Everyone slots in where they need to in the top six. And uh, you mentioned some exciting players. Grayson is one of them. Gavin Hodnett, he's going to lead this team in scoring for a second straight year. In just his second year in the Western Hockey League, that lets you know just how talented he is. Uh, Adam Yeko, a big import forward, 6'5", 200 pounds. Probably going to be a first-round NHL pick this year. Uh, those are sort of the guys that... Uh, offensively are, are really exciting for this team on the back end. Young Blake Fiddler, uh, just 16 years old. He's playing 20 minutes a night right now and uh, and can handle it. Parker Alcos, uh, a 17-year-old defenseman that's going to get drafted in the NHL. He's very exciting. Reese Peterson, uh, very much a, a young Jason Strodwick-esque type defenseman. <laughs> I think you'd really like Reese uh, yeah. quite a bit. I've and worked then, with him, actually. Uh, yeah, I've worked. I said, it. buddy, become more skilled than I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard to do, Struts. Come on, man. You Fair can't point. put that kind of pressure on him. Fair um, point. And then uh, the big one next year, everyone probably already knows about Joe Aginla will be playing mm. with the Oil Kings. That's uh, the youngest son of, of your old running mate, uh, Jerome Aginla. And, uh, you know, he's already played two games this year in the WHL, has two points, and next year he'll be with the team full time. So um, really exciting times ahead for the Oil Kings. Uh, there's no doubt about it. When you, when now, you know, probably not this year where the Oil Kings are going to you know, slam their way into the playoffs or do a lot of damage there, but there are other teams that are kind of in the mix. Mm-hmm. When you look at the Eastern Conference specifically, is, is it is it just clear that Saskatoon's a team to beat with maybe some of the moves they made, or who's who's another team you see as they could potentially be disruptive? Yeah, Saskatoon, they're certainly the front runners. Uh, the way they play the game, they play so structurally sound, and, and they've, they've loaded up their roster, uh, not only getting Frazier Minton, of course, the, the world junior captain this year, but Alex Suzdalev as well, bringing him back from uh, playing pro in Europe. Uh, you know, he's a, a dynamic player, and, you know, they've got a number of good returning players. So, so Saskatoon's certainly the front runner, but you look at it, the Moose Jaw Warriors at the deadline, they load up, they get Matthew Savoy. Uh, they acquire Ryland Kovacevic and, and Wojtek Port from the Oil Kings. Uh, they, they're, they're a dangerous team, a very, very dangerous team. They've got Denton Matejchuk on the back end, an extremely, extremely skilled uh, high-end defenseman, um, along with, you know, Jagger Furkus and, and Braden Jaeger up front. So that's a team that could certainly give them a run. But, you know, sort of the dark horse right now is the Red Deer Rebels. This is a team that, you know, they brought in a new coach this year. Things didn't quite get uh, off to the start they wanted to. But uh, over the last month and a half, there's been no – hotter team in the Western Hockey League than the Red Deer Rebels, and they just suffocate you. They play that Brent Sutter hockey, that in-your-face um, <laughs> physical hockey, yeah. and, and they don't really give you an inch to move out on the ice, and, and they're playing some really good hockey, and that's a team that um, even if you do get by them in the playoffs, they're going to take a chunk out of you. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how things shake out in the East, that's for sure. Well, Andrew, I appreciate it, uh, and, and appreciate all the work you did. The Oil Kings and I are looking forward to your new chapter here on the other side. I'm sure you do great things, and the Oilers are a pretty exciting team to be a part of. So I, my only hope is you don't screw it up, buddy. Yeah, I know a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, Strud, though. I, I, I really do. Okay, buddy. Well, thank you for this and best of luck in your next career. Thank you. Take care. Andrew Peart, he's a great guy. I, I did the World Juniors with him. And I, I honestly, Connor, I did not say one name other than Canadians. Connor Bedard, <laughs> what a play. He wasn't on the ice. I know, but he made it, would have made an amazing play if he was on the ice. He was so good. He was such a such a, a great support. You know, he, the names are tricky in those. You got the Finns. I mean, the Swedes. I'm pretty decent at. Well, tough. I, I did joke with Andrew. I said, you know, you're going to the the communication side with the yeah. Oilers. Can we get Connor McDavid on? He said, <laughs> give it a few weeks and we can make it happen. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, did you not do like the second division once? 
for the uh, World Juniors with TSN? I, I've done, I think at one point I was calling men's league games at River <laughs> Cree. That's how far down I slid. <laughs> so no disrespect to Division <laughs> yeah, 7 yeah. at River Cree. That's pretty competitive hockey. I think in that league, if you make five passes in a period, you get free bowl of nachos. <laughs> Uh, no one's ever won it. <laughs> They've never given away the. Isn't nachos. that where you had your hat? <laughs> uh, I did. I had it. Yeah, against a goalie coach, which is I won't say which one. That'll probably kill his business. But uh, yeah, my ass, my last, well, my only hat trick, I guess. Anyways, enough about my uh, my bad men's league hockey. Let's pause here on the Gregor Show, and when we come back, uh, get to talk to a gold medal winner. That doesn't happen every day, so I'm really excited to have Lorianne Munzer. She's in studio, um, and we'll ha- we'll chat with her next here on uh, the Jason Gregg Show. As we go to break, let's get a sports update brought to you by Booster Juice. They're rewarding you for being uh, you this February. If your name is Ashley or Matt, you get a free drink today for being their names of the day. Download the Booster Rewards app to see if your name is on next. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart. A better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.